Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff. And we are watching Blackadder this season. That's right. You are hearing season two, episode three of our uh, very different thing. Yeah. (laughs) The different thing being we're doing a different show. So uh, I'm sending I am sending you a thesaurus for Christmas. Got it. (laughs) Um, I don't know where that sentence was going to go, but uh, that's the magic of podcasting, everyone. That's where it went. Yep. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yes, we're going to be watching episode three today. And as you know, uh, you'll need to have your uh, your copy in whatever form you have it of Blackadder season one, episode three. Um, And then we'll be watching that shortly. But before we do, uh, we are going to have a little discussion about Richard Curtis, who's one of the uh, writers of this season, and I think several other seasons of Blackadder as well. Although this is, I think this is the only one he writes with Rowan Atkinson. Is that right? I believe that's correct, yes. Yeah. So uh, considering that we are serious podcasters, of course we've done a lot of research on Richard Curtis, and we wouldn't do anything like just scroll through the Wikipedia page and react to it. Because that would be... refresh it. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, I'm ready now. All right. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? That's just the kind of spontaneity we value here at Starship Podcast Warlock. So, Richard Curtis, he's he's actually done a lot more things than I remembered I've seen. So, you know, of course I've seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, It's okay. Um, It's fine. Uh, And then... The big one for me, and I don't think you'll be able to predict this, is is Bridget Jones. I actually so, knew that. <laughs> did you? I, okay, yeah. I, I did. I think I think you've mentioned that before. Um, I don't quite get it. I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's ple- I think it's pleasant enough. I don't have a problem with it. Um, well, Bridget Jones is one of those things that my girlfriend and I like watching together. So, I've seen the first one a few different times, and I've seen the second one. Well, maybe only once, actually. Once or twice, which is actually a lot for me. I don't rewatch things that often, uh, which is why we're watching Blackadder now for the first time in at least a decade for me, I think. Um, but yeah, Bridget Jones, I mean, you can say what you want. It's it's a pretty funny, cute little movie, um, very quotable. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it a fair bit. And it's fun. I did. He did a lot of the romantic comedy ones, as it points yeah. out. Four Weddings at a Funeral, Notting Hill, uh, both the Bridget Jones Diary, Love Actually. Um, yeah, Love uh, Actually is an interesting one because I know a lot of people who really hate it. I'm not sure why. I've only seen it once. Um, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it or really retain much of it, except for uh, the bit with Bill Nye as the uh, aging rock star. Which, that's because Bill Nye is awesome and just anything he's in. <laughs> I um, mean, that's very watchable, as you say, just because it's Bill Nye. So I, yeah. I like that part. I don't really care much about the rest of it. And just to note, we're not talking about the science guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nye. <laughs> uh, Surprise and alarm. <laughs> what else do we have here? I, uh, it looks I, I like. Did wanna, I did want to shout out. Um, uh, about well, I, I suppose I shouldn't, but um, I just read the article, so go figure. About uh, the movie yesterday, about the um, oh yes, uh, about the 
guy who wakes up and finds out that nobody remembers the Beatles but him, and so he tries to market off the the success of uh, Beatles. It turns out there was a guy, um, and I feel bad because I don't remember the name of the screenwriter, but apparently the poor guy has been trying to ship, uh, was trying to um, ship uh, things for the longest time, and finally, uh, finally somebody bid on this, and it was Richard Curtis. But Richard Curtis, I guess, um, uh, the poor guy didn't get much credit, and um, and despite the fact that um, uh, that Richard Curtis kind of said he kind of just took the premise and, and went off on his own. There are some very surprising little bits that uh, that seem like bits from those two versions obviously uh, leaked in together, except for the fact that um, it has a very different feel to it, interestingly enough. The original one, uh, the guy that wrote it, um, the story goes that, um, you know, he, uh, he ended up um, uh, trying to market, you know, the Beatles songs as, as his own, and because of the fact that he's not the Fab Four, um, it, they just become like little minor hits and he can't figure out, you know, these songs are amazing. Why the hell isn't this working for me when it worked for them? Uh, whereas in the, the Richard Curtis version, the guy becomes famous as a result of it. So uh, I, I uh, hmm. think that's, that's an interesting divergent there. Um, yeah, I mean, I can but, see how the latter makes for a more exciting movie, but the former is a more interesting story. Yeah. Um, and Anyway. Um, so the sorry, guy... We were, I mean, just just to give credit where credit's due, uh, the guy apparently is named Jack Barth. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, he wrote the Simpsons episode of Fish Called Selma. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's but, done a little bit he, of British TV. Yep. But um, that's it. Anyways, I just wanted to give I wanted to give credit to uh, to him, even though I couldn't remember his name. Um, well, uh, but anyways, now we back have. to Richard. Yes, back to Richard Curtis. Um, so, of course, on the on the sitcom side, um, you know, uh, he collaborated with Rowan Atkinson quite a bit. Blackadder, Mr. Bean. Um, he started on Not the Nine O'clock News, uh, mm, which mm-hmm. of course so did Rowan Atkinson, uh, and then um, and then also um, Richard Curtis uh, wrote, uh, uh, co-wrote uh, Vicar of Dibley as well. Um, yeah, which I I've did, I've seen a little sit- bit of. Uh, my mom likes yeah, that show, so I've I've seen it. Uh, probably a season of it maybe yeah i've seen bits and pieces i mean i like dawn french but um there there's other things she's done that i i i much prefer to that but again pleasant but mm. yeah yeah you know uh and then there's this series i i don't really know much about this i guess it's called doctor who doctor uh, who yeah no. um, oh yeah i think i've heard of it it's well, whatever anyway. it is uh, I guess he wrote an episode of that that some people liked. I don't know. What episode was that, Drew? Oh, it's just something about this obscure painter, uh, Vincent uh, Van Gogh. Gogh? Oh, yeah. And uh, and I, I think Bill Nye had a, uh, a minor part <laughs> oh, yeah. in that as well. I wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder how much that had to do with the whole uh, Love Actually connection. Like, I don't know if they worked together before that or what. I can't find it in my extensive notes of research that I made. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, interesting. For real though, Vincent and the Doctor. I mean, I mm, people love it. I don't really. Um, I won't go off on a thing right now, but uh, but yeah. I mean, I I mean it, the monster part actually wasn't so interesting to me. Is it was the study of of Vincent that was more interesting, in particular the acknowledgement that even after what they did for him, you know, even showing him, uh, showing him the future that he still 
you know, he still snuffs it fairly soon afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, you can't just fix somebody by snapping your fingers. And, and that, that to me was, um, like, that alone made the episode for me. O- overall, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, um, it's in my top quarter. Uh, but uh, but I probably wouldn't necessarily do run do that. But that that acknowledgement to me, I, I thought was utterly utterly brilliant. Well, you're right about that. I do agree. Um, I think there were a couple of things that bugged me about it. Mostly sort of petty things. Uh, you know, one of them is yeah, the monster. I felt like um, I see what they were trying to do with that particular metaphor, but I think that if you uh, spin it out to its logical conclusion. It, it's not quite right. And the fact that because it's uh, modern Doctor Who, they, they kill the monster and immediately regret it. They immediately feel bad for having killed it. And it's like, oh, God, am I supposed to feel good about the fact that you're, uh, you know, you have empathy? Or am I supposed to feel bad about the fact that you're, you, you just murdered this thing that you now kind of love? It's it's a strange thing that happens in uh, 21st century Doctor Who. Plus, but, it's at that weird point where you know um, where Rory's uh, erased from existence and Amy doesn't know it. And um, yeah, I, I um, it, it's it's weird. I I don't quite know how to feel about that. But of course, things get resolved anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, but, it's a quality episode. I think that people who like it are right to like it. Um, so yeah. Um, what else do we have here? He, I haven't seen he a lot of these other things. Lenny Henry co-founded uh, Comic Relief, which I that's right. Was. Um, mm-hmm. So which... um, good, good for him. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and also in addition, not the nine o'clock news, also Spitting Image. Um, yep. Classic. I, I understand Spitting Image has been back recently with, uh, you know, doing caricatures of Trump, um, which is to say, Trump. I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, hard to. Yeah, I mean, you know. Parody somehow has to be crazier than reality, which is tough in his case. That's true. Um, I just want to go back and watch the Land of Confusion video. Anyway. um, We almost overlooked this, and I can't believe we did. But, of course, Richard Curtis also wrote the skinhead Hamlet. Ah, yes. Yes. Which which, uh, (laughs) we actually have a personal story about. This is true. We we were in that um, senior year of... of, uh, of college, um, yep. and it's what you would think: five or ten minutes worth of Hamlet, with every other word being um, an expletive. Um, yes, and uh, we played multiple roles as a result of it. We, um, you know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, um, Laertes. Uh, yeah, um, were you I, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, or was one of us Rosencrantz and the other Guildenstern? No, one of us was one. One of us. Was okay, because I, mean, I was also. We should have pulled out the tape. I know. I was I know. also Laertes. And um, I was also Horatio and Osric, I think. Yes, you were. Um, <laughs> I just remember with Anne playing Hamlet that we that the two of us ended up fencing with baseball bats. Um, yes. Or wiffle ball bats, I think. Um, but uh, um, what I was going to point out about that was, um, and Lord knows there's a few lines we could just spat out right now, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um uh, anyway, this is a very funny play, and if you are into the idea of um, uh, a very short Hamlet with swearing in whatever theatrical venue is available to you at there this are, strange time, 
you can look it up on YouTube. There are several, not ours, but there are several uh, performances of it on YouTube. Oh, and I want to see another You know, one. that would be interested. That would be interesting getting together like a Drama House virtual reunion just to do a table reread of, of that. <laughs> be pretty short, but sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but it's it's fun. Uh, we had a good time. If uh, if Anne were on here, she would be talking about the fact that we had started dating by that point and were making out behind the curtain when we weren't on stage. So we know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no, that's quite all right. Um, I, I was going to mention that my favorite flub or, or the favorite uh, improv bit in that, which was where um, where our friend Kent, big. Uh, oh God! Big, tall Wisconsin bred. I uh, was playing Gertrude in that, and we were processing onward to see the to watch the play within a play. And Kent was very tall, um, and yet his skirt was very much um, larger than than he. Uh, he had on jeans underneath it or whatever. But I was behind him, and I stepped on his skirt, and the skirt came off, and <laughs> uh, in in the middle of our processing in, and with him without missing a beat, you know. Uh, picked it up, yelled, F this skirt, and threw it into the audience. <laughs> one uh, of my favorite moments on stage Kent, ever. He's so wonderful. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Kent, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was a skinhead Hamlet. That was fun. That was the thing Richard Curtis did. It feels like a thing Ben Elton would do, but it's a thing Richard Curtis did. Yeah, it's funny. When, when we were trying to remember that, I, I would have guessed Ben Elton as well. Um, yeah. it, it's worth mentioning in terms of, I mean, because they have... They've done co-writing together. In fact, after, you know, like I said, Rowan Atkinson wrote the first series with Richard Curtis. But after that, he stepped away and, and just played uh, played the character. And then Ben, ben Alton came in and wrote in with Richard Curtis at that point. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think that's, uh, that's probably all we have to say about Richard Curtis right now. So maybe we should watch some of his work. Yeah, let's do that. All right, everybody. We are going to launch into the episode now. Uh, The one we're going to be watching, of course, is episode three, which is titled The Archbishop, um, or The Archbishop, as I think he will probably say. Um, So, as always, I will count down three, two, one, play. We'll all hit play at the same time. We'll be synced up, and uh, we'll do our commentary. Jeff, are you ready? Let's see, just a moment. Yes, I am. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Uh, Let me make sure my closed captions are on. Yes, they are. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Meanwhile, in King's Landing. He was either in Doctor Who or Blake 7, but I can't remember which. 
Well, I know who um, who Brian Blessed was in. Yes. Both. Black the Adder with the gigantic thimble on head. <laughs> I should like a hat like that. That's at least a little like the later Black Adder. <laughs> Love that messenger. I didn't real I didn't realize Hot Pie has been in the show for <laughs> since the eighties. I don't know what this shtick of imitating people is like. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I think I probably first looked up the word catamite after this episode. Huh. As opposed to dogamite. Hmm. First time I've ever heard it called that. <laughs> Jean Smart from Designing Women? I guess so. Percy has real, like, the monkeys TV show energy. Looks like he's already wearing a Trojan. Better than French Tickler. <laughs> Maybe I spoke too soon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the head of the church. <laughs> Blessed's hair.
<laughs> there was a lot of Brian Blessed in my performance of the Mikado. Really, yeah, I could see now. that. I could totally see that. Ridiculous dance. <laughs> Run away. That? Funny. After this, I want to go back and, and watch Brian Blessed in the Brana Henry V. Oh, yeah. He's hungry. Mm -hmm. Fresh horses. He's hungry. Oh. <laughs> but he's so earnest the entire way i know i really so, love it there really isn't another character like him in all of uh the series that i can think of yeah
<laughs> Primate of all England. <laughs> Uneasy lies the head that wears the mitre. <laughs> Change his name to Sir Thomas More. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Hogwarts. We was too late. <laughs> Go on, say it. <laughs> the bishop. I love the fact that Brian Blessed is apparently wearing hands as clown. I know. <laughs> oh my god, it's Manos. <laughs> and we're all barbarians. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> he is a robust bishop. Bishop as Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> what is with that hat? Early Dalek. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> God, even his eye rolls are loud. <laughs> that, oof. She's basically the nursey in this <laughs> yeah. series. I don't, I don't feel like peeing in a pond is not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. I guess if Brian Blessed wasn't here, they could have had Rick Mayall do an early version of his uh, <laughs> no, or flash art. Blessed is irreplaceable. Oh, no, I agree. <laughs> Which is a real quote, I believe, yes? Yep, supposedly. Turbulent. Troublesome. Wasn't troublesome. It? Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. <laughs> that's your history lesson, folks. Yeah. Kind of like early Doctor Who. Oh, yes.
I'm always amazed by the fact that Baldrick's the intelligent one in this yep. series. Donald Trump. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> Trump again. We can but hope. Except he's already orange. Yes. So it's halfway there. <laughs> Get your own head of John the Baptist. purest green Oh, God. Look, it's a Mr. Potato Head reliquary. <laughs> uh oh. Vengeance. <laughs> I love the contrast between the two of them. That's what yes. makes the scene. <laughs> Good night, bad night. <laughs> ha ha ha. 
<laughs> Safe assumption, really. <laughs> oh, that poor door. <laughs> uh oh. Get thee to a. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Where's Zoot? Following the grail shaped beacon. Oh, God. Music by Kath McCullough. like a butt a bat you hear what you hear <laughs> I wish that was Carol Cleveland I know <laughs> girls girls <laughs> <laughs> this is delivery of Hessian under things that I love. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. 
If this had been constructed differently, you can imagine how this episode could have been the last episode of the season. True. Are voles black? They can be. Oh, I thought they were brown. Well, there's different types of voles. Mm -hmm. What is a vole? It's a small rodent. That's what I thought. Like a like a little round fat mouse. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I quite enjoyed that. I did as well. Um, and I remember this episode pretty well. Um, I, I do feel like... I, I feel like this is the episode where they first kind of hit their stride. Mm-hmm. Overall. Um, uh, so, yeah, this is my favorite of the three so far, definitely. Um, Agreed. Uh, you know, it's, um, of course, Brian Blessed is, as is, uh, <laughs> Blessedist, which is funny <laughs> considering that this episode, um, uh, yeah, I was, I was happy with this. Yeah. Um, I, you know, one thing before I forget, I do want to say, I've been thinking a little bit about Edmund. Uh, and I, I think you can see in this episode, he's, he's pretty much doing exactly what he has to the whole time. And it occurs to me that maybe living in this era, <laughs> you you kind of had to be evil to survive. Well, you know, there's uh, there's a bunch of books called Horrible Histories, and it, and it's uh, I mean it's a pretty concise version of what went on in certain eras, and it's kind of shocking that it's not well. This person is great, and this person is evil. It's basically one it's one atrocity after another. I think is what it <laughs> turns out to be. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's tough to have any sort of moral superiority, I suppose, in in something like that, as opposed to just jockeying for survival. It's true. Um, you know, I made the joke, "Uneasy lies the head that weighs the miter," but um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess especially if you have any power, otherwise you're sort of just a serf, and you uh, your whole whole life is work, I guess. Yeah, and you know. Um, you know, it, it depends. You're screwed one way or the other. It just depends on which way you're screwed, I suppose. Yes. Um, but, you know, it helps if you haven't got shit low. Or... <laughs> I, I will have to read this book now. Um, yeah, well, so, it's, I mean, it's that's... A, it's a series, I, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, um, like I said, it's like it little cliff note, cute little cliff note slash cartoon guide to history type thing. Oh, that sounds really up my alley. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly my speed right now. My attention span these days. Mm. Um, yeah, I like this one a lot. I, I think all the, the jokes at the expense of the church, I think, are very funny. Um, I, I do love the fact that, you know, I, I made the, uh, you know, he calls for his horse. And, and I, of course, I made the joke about the food. And, of course, we see him eat, we see him eating the horse later on. Um, uh, just little details like that crack me up. <laughs> I had not remembered that. I mean, they really commit to that bit <laughs> with the fake <laughs> horse oh, he's yeah. eating. It's really good. Um, well, when you have Brian Blessed... <laughs> Yes, you have to. Uh, he is such a joy. I think I, I really think the cast is one of the reasons I like this series so much. And it's, it's not like the cast is bad in the other ones at all. But there's something really fun about this particular group. I like watching him like, uh, be a dad to Harry, as much as anything else. The whole duel thing. I mean, it's certainly true that it's so different from uh from the other ones and that in a way makes it refreshing because the other ones are are iterations where like where like doctor who certain uh aspects of personality come to the forefront for the characters mm -hmm. and the actors that we already that we already know but uh but these are mostly one-offs in terms of uh as opposed to the uh the core three and the interesting thing is that yeah they are still very strong characters for the time that they're uh that they're there um uh, whatever issues you have with the series, it's not with the it's not with uh, with the actors. They are um, all giving it their they're all there. And like I said, I, I think actually Harry's probably the more difficult of the of the three if you think about it. I mean, one of them, you know, if you're Richard, you need to choose scenery. If you're the if you're the Queen, you have to be as as daft. You know, the Rose Nyland of um, <laughs> that's of, a uh, good description. <laughs> yeah, basically, and um, and. Uh, you know, for Harry, it's the main thing he has to be basically happily earnest throughout the entire thing, and um, and uh, that that could, including cases where you could see where you wouldn't necessarily want to play it that way, but and yet still not make it one note. You know, mm -hmm. happy or or even when he's upset, he's upset because uh, you know. Um, his oh dear my my fun or my you know gee this ruins my happy day like he's still he's still kind of happy go lucky and almost naive in that sort of uh, in that sort of way and and um, mm -hmm. you know kind of the anti Edmund I suppose in that way um, which also makes him a, a very good foil in that regard without being you know nasty or anything uh, which is unique I think in the series yeah um, so, I would so agree. There, there there is a lot. I mean, you know, and I like I said, I do like the fact that here they hew closer to history and alternate history and really do kind of play with it in ways that you don't get with the later series. Um, if not for, you know, and I don't know, maybe maybe the sarcastic Blackadder wouldn't have worked as much. Although, like I, I'd argue from the first pilot, you, um, you'd say that's not necessarily uh, the case, but um, it is an interesting thing in its own right. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that uh, if you know the jokes aren't necessarily as rapid uh, as rapid fire as they are in the later series, so it's funnier by concept than in uh, than in you know zingers and execution, I suppose. Well, it sort of really makes me wonder uh, what what part of this was Rowan Atkinson. Like, it makes me wonder if he was the guy pushing for this to be uh, rich in history. Uh, and Richard Curtis was the guy uh, helping make it into a sitcom. I 
don't know. I mean, I mean that's probably doesn't divide that evenly, but I mean, he's the factor who's not writing in the rest of them. So it's it's true. I mean, like we said, although you know the original pilot, he yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I, I think partially they, they may have also found found that uh, you know some of the things you do when you start writing a show or a sitcom that you try and stick to that they get more relaxed as time goes on. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that may just happen naturally or organically, as opposed to somebody deciding, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight for this sort of thing anymore. I mean, hell, we we mentioned Doctor Who, the fact that you know the historicals kind of dropped off uh, for the most part later on in the in the show, for good or ill, I suppose. But it's yeah. again finding. I mean, all right, you have different showrunners and things like that as well. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say it's a function of. Um, of feeling like you've mined as much as you could, which I don't think so. You can imagine cases where they were focused, where if they were doing Elizabethan, they could have taken specific incidents and focused on that very much as, as well. I mean, okay, you had you know the Explorers episode, for example, or something. So it's not like mm-hmm. there wasn't a case of it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think you know, and to some extent, I, I suppose if you start writing, and you know, you start writing, and this stuff ends up writing itself at some point, as a second series just seems so effortless at that at that point that I think you just end up going with it and running with it. And if, if the, you know, strict historical bit doesn't fit in, then, you know, then that, that drops aside naturally. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I guess we'll see though. Cause I, I think you remember these better than I do. I don't remember how much history comes into the other ones, but, uh, but definitely this sort of feels like the first album, you know, they say that a band is, you know, their first album, they've been writing it all their lives. And then the second album, they've been writing in the space since the first album. <laughs> so it, it, this feels like one of those things where, like, they had the concept and they're like, let's do a thing where we do, you know, medieval English history. And uh, and Rowan Atkinson's going to be kind of the slimy bastard uh, son, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And they had that concept probably figured out. And then people were like, do more, do more. And they're like, well, let's do a different time period. But th- there wasn't the same sort of like um, concept that they were working from. Uh, they didn't necessarily have a lot of things that they wanted to do with the history of uh, Elizabethan England. So they just, they took a different approach maybe. Well, you know, it's funny. I can almost picture them doing it as a, considering they played with, with Elizabeth you can almost picture the fact that, you know, what if you were to do it where she actually had, um, you know, the fact that, of course, she, she never married, but uh, what if it turned out that uh, that there was somebody that she was, uh, that the two of them were sweet on, but she wasn't going to do it for power reasons, so, and so he was just knocking off uh, suitors left and right as a result. And, and, oh, you know, yes. I, I, you know I, I could think of ideas for alternate uh, alternate histories that you could play with it. I, I would think, especially Elizabethan, for God's sakes, I mean, that's such a well-known... Era mm-hmm. and and um, it's it's easy enough to write a million different alternate histories on that one. I I, I don't think that would be the uh, the stumbling block, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just saying that the the original concept. No, I agree. May not have gone past this. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't I, know. We'll it, see. That's true. Um, yeah, or maybe they decided not to get as tangled up in that and just have some fun with it. As we will continue to do. That's right. Um, cool. Anything else we want to say about the Archbishop? Um, besides the fact that it's so hard to, well, obviously we got it in, but um, you know, certainly to make reference to a certain Python episode. But, 
Uh, don't to. say we... the kid's name. Um, yes. Uh, a Terry Jones bit that I have liked better and better over the years, I think. Well, that's it for episode three of our season and the Black Adder season. We will, of course, be back next week uh, with number four. Um, we also may be talking about a topic that uh, I just remembered I have one other thing to say about, which is uh, my English teacher from high school uh, loved the whole, I think it was her, who loved the whole, will no one rid me of this troublesome priest bit anecdote from history um, and would always bring it up. Uh, so it's it's really emblazoned on my memory from that. Mm. But we may talk about that more next week. We'll see. Um, so until next time, uh, this has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And this has been Starship, Starship Podcast, Podcast Warlock. Warlock. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, was, we're getting closer. Mm-hmm.